everyone. We are super excited that you tuned back in. You know, one of the things that um, we want to make sure to always be raw about and clear about is the work hard and the play hard and the balance of. Aaron, do you ever feel, I don't want to say burnout. Like, I, I don't, like, I feel like burnout is is real bad and real negative. Mm. Um, but do you ever feel like it's just an off day? Like, meh, I'm tired. And how do you push through? I think everybody has off days, man. Um, you know, it, it's there's different things that you can do depending on what you have to do. I think it depends on your responsibilities for that day. Sure. Do you have a full schedule? Do you have like, you know, like uh, a pretty liberal schedule? You could do some stuff like, um, you know, if you have a lot of stuff to do uh, when I was doing 75 hard, like I did not want to do a lot of stuff. Every time I left the gym, I did feel a lot better. I felt a lot more energetic, like it kind of revived me a little bit. Uh, and then you have coffee and Red Bull right. <laughs> as well. Uh, Speaking of. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, if you have less responsibilities, maybe it's something where you go, hey, I'm going to take the afternoon off and. You know, go do this and take my kids somewhere, go have some fun or go to Top Golf or, or whatever. So it's, I think, premise based on your day. Which I think is pretty good. You know, being able to be mindful of that. I think that it's also important within that to make sure that you're always working at a high level or at your best. And when you don't feel that way, you know, you've, you've got to be able to recognize it and and either change your mindset or change your surrounding one yeah. way or the other. Um, which is not easy to do, especially if, you know, we get the luxury of the current season of our business is not full swing yeah. in some aspects. So we're not installing as much as we would normally install throughout the year. But I would say where we are in full swing and, and probably work even harder is honing in on our processes and making sure that we, um, you know, this is our setup time. This is working backstage before the concert and all that kind of stuff and tweaking and, and perfecting everything. So that way we know that when we do get into the busy season that we can run full out. And so this is when we take time as a business to, to really, um, number one, recharge. I think that it's important to do that. But then number two, like I said, get into that planning because when you're in the heat of battle, that that's not the time to have a plan. You know, if we, um, in our business, we, we, it is the time to have a plan, just not be planning. Oh, you you got to have your plan before yeah, is, exactly. is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, where, yeah. you know, if we were to get into a storm season, for example, and we don't have a plan on what we're going to do, that's not the time to create the plan. You don't have time to create the plan. You've got to have chaos. You just got to be working at that point, exactly. moving forward. So, um, what do you do when you have a off day? Um, f- there's a lot of different things. So. Number one, I try to, um, I, I typically, that's when I'm getting up and moving around a little bit more. So again, I try to change the scenery. Um, we're lucky enough to be able to, you know, I might go grab a pool game with, with someone. I, I try not to be a distraction to other people or something along those lines. How's that go for a you? A game of pool. Are you making fun of me? Cause I said a pool game no, or, or because you went at pool and, and I went at pool. sometimes, oh, yeah, we got to play battle putt more pretty often. much all the time. I got to say. We gotta play battle putt more often. I'm just gonna Let's be real just honest. Pick up the camera and we'll go out here and play a game. I don't want to do that because I don't like playing pool against you because it's not fun. <laughs> I, I don't. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. Like the, it is, we are blessed enough to be able to go do some stuff. But I mean, you could do that stuff. Uh, 
maybe not pool, but yeah, like anybody. No, for me, it's it's changing it's changing the scenery. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going and having a conversation. Um, actually, in a lot of ways, um, for me, a lot like my my kind of relaxation place is in service. So when people see uh, me going around and maybe I'm taking trash out or working on a special project of, you know, putting something together or something along those lines, like that is me when I'm like, all right, I've got to, I've got to break out the the funk that I'm in or or whatever the case is. Um, So acts of service for me are actually something that really helps me kind of break out of a, of a either a funky mood or just kind of feeling off. All right. Well, you know what? We talk about work a lot. We've got a lot of business uh, podcasts and stuff and we are work hard play harder. What do you do outside the office for mm. fun? Um, so for me, we're a pretty active family. Number one, I love being with my family um, the most. Two boys, teenagers, Jackson and Preston. And um, they're both pretty active sports, you know, football, basketball, track, those sorts of things. We're trying to golf more together, which – um, my kids are both a lot like me and golf is a terribly fun game <laughs> for us. I like how you did that. <laughs> terribly fun. <laughs> exactly. No, but we, we, we tried to do that a, a bunch more this year, but, um, you know, we love to get out on go-karts and things like that. Or, um, we actually had a, a fair amount of camping trips where we just kind of did some hiking and actually one, one trip we, we'd literally just, um, went through some cornhole and, and stayed by the camper to watch college football games um, throughout the day, just, again, kind of in, in a different set of scenery. But um, we like to be active and, and get out and, and look at different things. Um, uh, we, My favorite thing to do is to water ski, which I don't get to do a whole lot. I get to pull the kids water skiing and tubing and all that but i i love you know what you water. should do is just uh next time you want to go water skiing so you can water ski just have a uh, mark tag along and then he could drive you guys while you guys skied that's you know that is um i'm i'm pretty good at skiing i've been on the raised on the water not afraid of a lot of things um, we had the opportunity this year. You got to come out. Um, Durango, our producer, came out. Mark came out, and uh, we said, "Hey, let's let's take an afternoon. We're gonna go do some skiing and tubing, and just kind of hang out and chill and everything." Which was a lot of fun. It was until <laughs> I was like, "Hey, can any of you drive the boat and I'll ski?" And Mark's like, "Yeah, I, I can drive." And he said it with a lot of confidence. Yeah, a yeah. lot of confidence. Um, I'm coming for you after this story, Durango. We're going to talk about you jumping in the water. Um, I, do we have footage of that? That would be fun. Uh, I probably got some photos yeah, somewhere. Some photos. But so uh, so I take off, or, or you know, I get in the water. Uh, we, we start to go, and the, as a skier that knows what he's doing, um, you know the second somebody puts the throttle down if they know how to pull you as a skier yeah because if they throw the hammer down they're they know what they're doing if they like slowly ramp it up this guy or gal doesn't know what he's doing and that was mark so that was my first sign but then um you know as as he's trying to pull me two miles an hour to where i couldn't even get on top of the water and then he came back and, and got me took off again and and fell in and he decided to do like an entire lake lap. Now, this is this is where I'm going to kick in because I sometimes I forget we're shooting podcasts, <laughs> and so I make a joke about Mark. But what happened is I'm in the boat and Mark's driving, and I volunteer to drive, but Mark's like, "I got this." 
Adam falls in the water. We'll say it's because of Mark's poor driving. It was very uh, I'm choppy. kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Whatever. But anyway, so there's a boat probably 400 yards away, and Mark's just driving out and around. And Adam's back here trying not to drown. You know <laughs> what I mean? And then I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, i got to go around the boat. I'm like, cut it off, dude. Cut it <laughs> off. And then he does it. He literally goes all the way around. And then Adam had lost the ski. He starts breaking off this way. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? He's like, well, I got to go get the ski. I'm like, Adam's drowning. Go pick the oh, dude no. up. And we, then we'll yeah. go pick up the ski. It was ridiculous. So anyway, then we finally made it back your direction. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm done skiing for the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> we, so. we tried once more time. But no, that, that was a good time. No, that was fun. I, again, I, I love being out on the water and, and all of that and hanging out with, um, with family and friends. And, yeah. and uh, anything I can do to laugh. Yeah. Is important to me. I agree. That's super important. And I think it's pretty good. We got right. Don't you burn a bunch of calories laughing or something? I think I read that in a magazine once. Could be total bullshit. Yeah, I think I think it works. Yeah. It works. Probably got to laugh a lot. We burn like a lot of calories hurts. in here before yeah. the cameras turn on. Before the cameras start rolling. Yeah. How about yeah. you? What what uh, what kind of things do you enjoy the most? The most travel. I just want to travel and eat everything. Yeah. I want to go to like every country and I want to go down the random road that's got all the food on it and just eat all of the stuff that they have. Weird. I love, I love food um, and interesting food and all that kind of stuff. But this is again, where you and I are, I think a little bit different where you'd be eating some barbecue covered crickets and I'd crickets are good. Yeah. See, that's here. That's here. (laughs) I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. There's a place down the street that sells cricket tacos. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So if, If I would have went to China, like I could have totally caused Corona because I would try a bat. Oh my! Like gosh. I probably wouldn't like it. I probably wouldn't like it, but I'd I'd give it a taste. And we just got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> like I would try about any. The only thing I won't eat that like I know. Let's the off the top of my. head. I'm sure you could pull some stuff out and be like, "Hey, try this." I'm like, "No, thank you." Um, but the only thing I won't eat is balut. Have you guys ever seen this? It can't be worse than the Andouillette sausage story. Yeah, well, I'll get into that. <laughs> but, like, I didn't know how bad that was. I tried it. You know what I mean? Uh, but a blue is like a Filipino thing. It's like a 90% hatched egg. And then they crack it open, and it's like a little baby bird with, like, it's got a so, couple feathers in <clears> the beak. I've actually like, had a balut. Have you? I didn't eat it. If I'm going to be real honest with you, but this is a 100% true story. My mom and dad and my siblings, <laughs> my sisters are going to love this. Preston won't eat eggs to this day. Okay. My youngest son right. will not eat eggs to this day because of the story that just happened like a year ago, maybe two. Um, my mom and dad make friends with this Amish couple. Okay. Uh, they live out in the country. My parents live out in the country and they make friends with this Amish couple. Um, they've got a grocery store which right. is how they met them. And um, the lady that runs the grocery store, it's the nicest couple. So I want to be clear on that. Nicest couple ever. Yada, yada, yada. My parents buy eggs from them. They give me the eggs. I go to make eggs one morning, and there's there's a balut. And so because of that, um, yeah. So you opened right. it up, and it was just like a baby. A... Yeah. So you didn't eat it. I, no. I uh, 
No. So, so Preston saw it, is that what you said? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> we all saw it. <laughs> uh, for people that are listening and not watching, he's trying not to lose his lunch right now. So, um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, is, that is a true story. And I don't, I don't know the recipe. Um, my dad's wife is, is Filipino, and uh, my dad went to the Philippines a couple times a year, and he showed them to me. I don't know if they're, like, fermented or how it works technically over there, but anything like that, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Other than that, let's get back to the topic. <laughs> what I like to do is is travel. So, like, I want to see everything, right? Like, this is a, a big world. Every place you go to has a totally different, like, culture and feel. And they got different stuff there. They got different foods. They got a lot of different things. Uh, <laughs> all right. I will tell you guys one more story because this is... Uh, yeah, this is just kind of a fun episode, but the 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 European vacation story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went to this, again. I'm gonna be subtly <laughs> sipping my coffee to keep this down. I, I went to uh, a European trip. I took my entire family. Um, we this is all the points that I had from my previous job. I had all the hotel points and flight points. Like two week European vacation, like almost completely paid for. I think I had to pay for um, the plane tickets recovered, the hotels recovered. I had to pay for two nights in Rome for a hotel. That's it. Which is pretty cool. It is cool. So we go to England for four days. Pretty cool. Um, like nobody's ever like, oh, the food in England is amazing, you know. Uh, but we went over there. It was, cool. it was a really cool city. Got to see a lot of cool stuff. Enjoyed it. Took a bullet train under the English Channel or whatever. Got to Paris. Uh, we're in Paris. And I was like, all right, now we're talking. Like this is where the food's the food going to be. The food capital of the yeah, world. Well, yeah, I feel yeah. like that or Italy. Like yeah. you think a lot about food. Yeah, a little bit of both. But you know, they're supposed to have their things. So I get there, and like I said, like I want to eat all of the stuff that like the locals eat and all of this. And so we go into this cafe. They actually had a cafe, and I don't think this is the one we went to. But if you if you ever been been there, it's uh, called Indiana, which is yeah, pretty cool. Like cool. I got pictures by it and stuff. But we're in there, and it's the first meal we're having in France, and. The server comes up, and my wife's a very boring eater. It's she's a chicken nuggets and cheese pizza kind of gal. Yeah, well, she'll have pepperoni <laughs> pizza, but it's it's more like chicken nuggets and chicken fingers with yeah. ranch dressing. Uh, but she got a plain cheeseburger this time. It's hilarious when she gets a plain cheeseburger, and there's like this cheeseburger's dry. I'm like, get, get some condiments <laughs> on it. There you go. Uh, so anyway, she gets a plain cheeseburger. I don't remember what my kids get. Probably chicken fingers. And I look, and they have andouillette sausage. Right. And I'm like, okay. So I love Cajun food. It's one of my favorite foods. And they have andouille sausage, which is like um, a French and Caribbean kind of mixture. That's where like the Caribbean and uh, New Orleans Cajun style food comes from. Right. So I'm like, this must be the original andouille sausage, which I believe it was. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. I love andouille sausage. Have you heard this story before? Oh, yeah. I lost $100 on this story. So anyway. I hate you during <laughs> Anyway, so I ordered the andouillette sausage, and the server was trying to be sweet, and he was like, eh, he's like, you don't want that. That's that's what the locals eat. And I'm like, I want what the locals eat. <laughs> like, that's what I'm here for. And he's like, all right. So he comes out. and he's I got, hope people are Googling andouillette sausage right Durango, now. just pop a couple photos of andouillette sausage in or here. Or not. Yeah, well, you're not going to watch it. So anyway. He brings it out, and it's like the sausage casing and the cheeseburger and all this other stuff, and it's fine until I cut it open. 
and I cut it open, but I don't wait long enough. I just cut it open. And Is this hot, by the way? Yeah, it's a hot sausage. Okay. Yeah. And I eat it, and I'm like, weird texture, and then I smell it. Ugh. It smells like poop. <laughs> like literal, literal poop. And it's so bad that Winnie's like, oh, my God, what does that smell? She couldn't even eat her cheeseburger because it smelled like poop so bad at our table. And I'm like, oh, dude, I can't do this. And so, like, I ended up bringing – I was like, hey, man, I appreciate you tried to tell me. You're right. I'm sorry. Here's the bill. Here's a tip. We're done. We leave. And I start Googling it when I leave. And they're like, basically, the farmers back in the day would sell sheep, and they could sell everything but the lower intestine where the poop sat. So they would soak it in herbs and stuff and then just cut it up and stuff it inside the casing. So it was, like, literally the poop valve – of the sheep <laughs> and so they're still serving it today so pop a picture because they don't grind it like a normal sausage like you'll just see it's like chopped up buttholes right here <laughs> uh, and i ate it and so the longer i thought about it and the more i read it was making me like sick i'm like oh my god i just ate poop <laughs> and so i'm reminded in this moment of uh joe dirt when they're on a radio show and he talks about the 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 blue meteor that comes down and, oh, like, yeah. and everyone in, like that's listening the viewing audience yeah. are like hey, it's poop he's eating french fries and ketchup off of it he goes you got you he goes you got your big piece of space poopy he goes well that's a peanut that's a space peanut yeah but anyway th- see all- this is why this is why I won't do that yeah when we travel together you do recommend some like and again, I, I'm only recently expanding my horizons when it comes to eating, and mostly because of my wife. And um, but ever since I heard that story, like if you recommend something, like we went to a Cajun place when we were in um, Pensacola, and right. you recommended something. I don't know if you realize this. It was Boudin. I Googled it under the table to see what it was before I would eat it. I brought Boudin in here before ugh. because it's it's pre cooked. Like they cook everything, yeah. stuff, so you could microwave it. And it's fine. Um, but I brought it in here, and you're like, hell no, you're not getting me to eat andouille yet, telling me (laughs) it's boudin. (laughs) Uh, But the point is, you got to kiss a couple frogs if you're going to find a prince. You know what I'm saying? No. (laughs) I'm kidding. So, like, You ate the frog backwards, though, and that's just... Frog legs are delicious. (laughs) Oh, I love frog legs. Uh, So, all of this to say, I'm going to experiment. Not everything's going to be a home run, but at the end of the day, in 20 years, when I've traveled most of the countries and tried most of the food, I'm going to know if I like stuff or not. And I'm going to be able to recommend some badass food to other people. Don't That's eat, what I like doing. Don't eat the andouillette in France. Depends on if I like you or not. If I don't <laughs> like you, I'm like, you should get that andouillette. It's delicious. Then we'll know. That Durango, that's how we'll know. Like, oh, Aaron doesn't like that person. Yeah. It's, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. It. That's my subtle jab at them so what about um you know so you've taken um you've taken a pretty interesting journey in the last year um from a physical perspective yeah as well and um i think you and i are are similar in a lot of ways where there's like we'll have a year of staying pretty focused on on physical fitness and then you know kind of fall off for a little while all that kind of stuff but um you've made reference of 75 hard a couple of times now but um Explain a little bit about what that was and then more specifically what it was for you because this was something, this wasn't just like a diet and workout thing. This was this was a real mindset 
uh, or, or almost mind control. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're talking about it's, it's not just a physical exercise. It's a mental exercise. And I felt like I was in a place where, you know, I was just kind of going through the motions, the same things over and over. And it was very redundant. Um, and I just needed to shake things up. And I've said it, like get fucking uncomfortable because you're in the same zone. And my friends have been trying to get me to do this thing called 75 hard. And uh, I was like, they told me what it was, which 75 hard is two workouts a day for 45 minutes. One of them has to be outside. Um, not 43 minutes, not 44 minutes. You can look up Andy Frizzella and it's got, you know, all of the information if you really want to dig into this ever. Uh, but it's 45 minutes for each one, one indoor or I'm sorry, it doesn't have to be indoor. You can do both outdoor, but at least one has to be outdoor. And then you have to drink a gallon of water, which I think is the hardest part. Like, especially at the beginning while you're getting used to it, I drink a gallon of water. Can't miss a drop gallon of water every day. Uh, you have to read a nonfiction book for at least 10 minutes or 10 pages. I'm sorry, for at least 10 pages. Um, eat healthy, no cheap meals, no snacks. No, Did you say no cheap meals or cheat? Cheat. Cheat. Okay. Yeah. No, zero cheat meals, gotcha. zero bullshit. Um, no alcohol. And then you got to take a photo every day, a progress photo, because, you know, you, look at yourself and you're like, Oh, I look the same because you just looked at yourself yesterday. But if you look right. at starting point and ending point, so they really want you to get those things in there and you do that every single day for 75 days straight, no days off at all. Uh, so I decided to do it. My friends have been trying to talk me into doing it and I made jokes out of it. Cause I was like, eh, it sounds like a lot of work. Why did you decide to do it finally? Okay. It's, I was just in the zone where I was like, I felt like I needed to shake things up. Mm. Uh, I, I like just was, in the same zone of doing the same things and I wasn't really reaching for anything. Um, and I needed to make myself uncomfortable to kind of step out of my comfort zone, create some new habits, positive habits, different things. And so I just, it was, it was a weird thing. Cause it's one of those things that you have to be in the mindset for. It was a mental decision. One day I was just like, you know what? I'm fucking doing it. The next day I started like, I just started doing it. And, and then I was in, and I had made the decision that I'm not going to fail. Cause there's a lot of people that'll start and they'll fail and then they'll restart and they'll fail. I was like, if I fail and don't complete one of my things for the day, I probably won't restart. Right. So I'm doing it the first time to prove myself that I can. And I just started and I went really hard for like the first 30 days. And I even added some other stuff. Like I didn't have any soda. Um, I took vitamins. I took uh, supplements. Um, I like, if, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make the most of it type of deal. Right. And, I did all of this stuff, and then about 30 days in, I was, like, kind of hitting a wall a little bit. I'm like, oh, man, like, <laughs> this is this is a lot. I still got you know, 45 days. At that point, I was like, okay, I got to take some easy days. Like, I can't just go ham. I was, I was running a 5K in the morning before work and then going to the gym for about 45 minutes to an hour, um, either in the middle of work or after work. And that for 30 days straight is probably more than your body needs. So I was like, I started walking some days. Like if I was doing chest at the gym that day, I would walk a lap and then do some push-ups and then walk a lap for my outside workout. If I was doing back, I'd walk a lap, do some pull-ups, walk a lap, do some pull-ups. Some days, Sundays, I like to do yoga, uh, like a stretching yoga on Sundays, which 
that's really not easy. If you stretching yoga is a little easier, like you can yeah. do some yoga that's like, oh man, like I'm covered in sweat. Like that wasn't right. that wasn't the relaxation day that I thought it was gonna be. Um, but I started mixing it up a little bit more and ended up getting all the way through 75 hard. Uh, had some massive results. I ended up gaining four pounds, but I lost 25% of my total body fat um, and then gained skeletal muscle mass um, and just was a lot healthier all around. Um, obviously, 75 days, no drinking gives your chance, your body a chance to kind of recover from, um, you know, alcohols and things like that. It takes like 30 days, I think, for your, your liver to start regenerating if you've, if you've drink too much. Um, so it's just all around super healthy. Um, and now, um, I still, I don't stick to that regimen. Um, but I work out a couple days a week still. I eat pretty healthy. Um, I still try to drink more water. Uh, it's developed some very good positive habits. And then not only that though, I think the cooler part is other people did it. Like, just like I was inspired by my friends. Um, we had some people at the office do it that had really good results. And I think they inspired other people to do it. So it's really contagious. And now I think everybody's decided to like March beginning to middle of March. We haven't set an exact date yet, but we're going to do an office one, um, where, Obviously not everybody, but the yeah. people that want to, we can all do it together and have a support system and stuff. And I think that's really good to do once a year. And um, that's what I'm going to start doing. I love the component of this that is um, the the mental sharpness. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun on the physical side of things, and we'll post a, a before and after if, if you're okay with it. We'll, we'll find out. Maybe we edit the last five seconds. <laughs> no, out, we can put one. I already posted them on the internet. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It's part of the accountability of it. Is well, it's cool because you can you can see that difference. And yeah. um, but on the mental side, it's not easily um, as seen unless you're close to an individual. But you know what I'll say from from my perspective is your your mental sharpness has shifted um, and has has increased as much as any other muscle. Um, yeah. That, that you had that you worked out. And it's really cool to see that. Um, just the way that you carry yourself in general now is is actually quite a bit different. I was I was really proud of you that you were able to accomplish that. And, you know, 75 days of doing something over and over, especially that rain, snow, sleet, or shine, that outside workout. And, I mean, you did it. There, there was days I remember texting, like, are you actually out there? And you'd send me pictures. and, and Running like in the rain. I, got, yeah. I worked the system. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I look at the weather, and I'm going to be like, raining tonight i'll yeah. do my outside workout right now <laughs> you know or if it was raining in the morning i'd be like hey i'm gonna do it but there was a couple times with just events and things that we had yeah. going on that i was running in the rain at 10 30 at night yeah. um so i mean it's just part of the deal but i'll tell you what it as crappy as that sounds like when you do it and you complete it you feel invigorated yeah you're like yeah like your animalistic instinct kind of kicks in a little bit like mm -hmm. dude it feels good actually you start enjoying it a little bit like just out there uh, so yeah, it was really cool. I think I just in that 75 days, I think I read eight books. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, next time you do it, um, in March, there's a great book that I'd recommend called the compound effect. And, um, it talks a lot about that kind of, kind of like what I was just talking about there, where basically, you know, decisions would be easy to be made if you could see, you know, if you're a physically fit person and you took one bite of a Big Mac or something like that and you were instantly overweight and had bad cholesterol and all that kind of stuff, you right. wouldn't do it. Right. But that's not how things work. There's a compound effect a little, to, bit. a little bit at a time. And it goes the same the other way. You know, 
Um, but we have to, whether that is um, from a finance perspective, from a mental well-being perspective, or a physical fitness perspective, be aware of the compound effect that we pay and in, invest into ourselves. Yeah. Um, and and seventy five hard's a, a a great uh, a great example of that. Yeah. The the picture is really fortunate because it's cool. Like just going back and it stores also. There's an app. And I use the app, and it checks off everything that you do. So you. It's really helpful because you never forget anything. Mm-hmm. And like every day I know this is done, boom, day's done. It shows you a calendar where you're at on the calendar, but you can go back and look at all the photos and skip from, you know, 75 days all the way back or one day yeah. one all the way up to 75. And you really see that it's like a flip book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's pretty cool. But I mean, it's the same thing. The compound effect is, is really good. Like I uh, started savings accounts or actually retirement accounts uh, for my kids and my oldest daughter's old enough to kind of to get it. I, the eight it. and the five year old are like whatever, yeah. but the sixteen year old, like I, I had her uh, read a book called The Automatic Millionaire, and uh, you know it talks about compound interest and you know there's a chart on if you start saving at this point, like if you start saving at eighteen years old and do three thousand dollars a year for, um, I think it's like eight years, which is you know a total of what twenty four thousand dollars or something like that. Um, it, and then if you started saving at 24 years old, you would have to put the same $3,000 a year in there for like 25 years to equal the same amount of retirement just because it started early and the compound effect. Um, so I had to read that book. I have her retirement account going and, and really try to encourage her to be a part of that. I think, you know, that's a... That's an interesting part of life that I feel like a lot of people miss out on and, and that I feel like in some ways uh, even myself missed out on a little bit is really the understanding of a compound effect and doing things early on and not waiting. Yeah. Uh, And again, I'm not just talking about investing great example with the retirement accounts and everything, but whether that be um, your investment into your time or your talent or, or whatever the case is, the earlier you can be centered and focused on those things, the better off you'll be. (laughs) Yeah, I agree 100%. But at, at the same time, it's like, I think everybody's different. Me personally, um, you know, my mind, my mindset wasn't really on those type of things when I was younger. Um, you know, I was a single guy running around having fun with friends. And, you know, I, trust me, I wanted to make money, but I wasn't even, I wasn't even planning. Like, I could have saved way more than I did. I was having fun spending the hell out of that money that I was making in sales, which is what a lot of sales guys do. Um, And it wasn't until later on that I was like, hold on a second. Like, this is, this could be put to use way better elsewhere. So how are you, how are you trying to parent differently? Because you, you know, you came from a family that was, um, you know, business owners and things like that. And so I'm sure you at least maybe were around or heard some of these conversations. And then now, you know, you and I are both in the same zone of having teenagers and then you've got a couple that are younger than, than mine as well. But like, so how are you going to, how are you going to handle that as a parent to try to hopefully get them to see that light sooner? Um, well, I think that was me. Okay. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. I actually didn't have a lot of conversations, um, with my parents about those type of things. Um, so I try to educate my kids a little more than I was. Uh, like I said, I asked Addison to, I, I incentivized her. I'm like, hey, read this book and do this. She read um, uh, The Automatic Millionaire and um, 
rich dad, poor dad, mm. and which are, you know, two good books. Dad, poor yeah, dad, yeah. Which are two decent ones. And the automatic millionaire is basically a compound interest book about, you know, savings and different things and the way that it works. It's, it's pretty easy read. Uh, but I had to read those, just kind of understand those things because nobody, they don't have classes on it in school. Like nobody, te- unless your that parents, bums me out it's so weird, much. isn't it? Like with all the stuff, like you think they would have that by now. I, I don't understand why they don't, or even like how to balance a checkbook. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. Say, write a check or, or anything like that. Like teaching life skills. Yeah. I'm not being critical of teachers or anything along those lines. My wife was a teacher and she's well, still it's not teachers. teachers it, they teach, stuff, they teach what yeah. they're given yeah. the curriculum. You know what? If you're a board member at a school district, no, I'm just, yeah, teasing. that's right. You get it now. <laughs> Please still like, and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, so I'm just trying to educate up front. I think it's going to depend a little bit too. Like Addison's going to be super easy. Um, and then I have the younger two, which are going to be a little more wild and they want to spend stuff like Addison doesn't really want to spend too much money. Mm -hmm. These kids, the kids want to buy everything that you can find. Like, can I have this? No. Can I have this? No. Like if you gave them a $20 bill, like it would be gone. Yeah. Like with the dumbest stuff that they would never, ever use after the first day. So I think I got my job cut out for me. I got to do a little more education and and stuff with them. Uh, We also, I'm trying to set them up for, when they come of age, they're in a better spot too. So I just added Addison to all my credit cards and I, I didn't give her all of them. I just added her to the accounts and then I gave her one cause I trust her that she can use in case of emergencies. Uh, but I added her to all my credit cards because then it reports to not on every single card, but uh, like I added her to six, I think I'm sure three or four of those are going to report to her credit uh, report. And then it also gives all of this back stuff. So like the payments that I've been making on time for four years or five years or six years or however long I've had that credit card now is on her credit score. So now when she gets to 18, she'll have a savings account. She'll have a retirement account and she'll have a hopefully 700 credit score or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't know if you get a 700 out of the gate by doing that, but right. you know, just certain things like that. Um, I remember being um, 18 trying to get my first apartment and it was really difficult because um, I didn't have good enough credit, exactly. but I couldn't get credit because I didn't have credit, but yeah. I didn't have good credit yeah. because I didn't have credit. It's the joke. It's, it's the joke. So it's stupid. the joke. Like, hey, you don't have enough experience or whatever. Like, how am I supposed to get 40 years experience? I'm 18 years old. And then they have this guy and they're like, they're like, oh, you're too experienced for this job. <laughs> exactly. He's like, what? who are you hiring? <laughs> right. um, but no, no, I get what you're saying. And, and, and that's kind of the point of all of this. It's like they tell you, I did the same thing. And I think they're like, go get a prepaid credit card, buy a pack of socks and underwear each month, and then pay it off on time. And like, that's how they're telling you to build credit. Um, now you can actually um, self-report like your utilities and different things like that to your Experian uh, credit report. So you can self-report some different things to get some stuff in there. Um, this thing that we've done with credit cards is a good way to do it. Um, you know, if you trust your kids to add them to certain things, then, then you can do that. Yeah, and even if you add them to the card, you don't necessarily have to give them the card either. Oh, no. Just, you know. Addison, not that I don't trust her, but Addison's right. got one. Because, like, what if she lost her purse? There's no reason for me to give her six credit cards. She doesn't need them, yeah. period. So she's got the one with, I think, the lowest possible balance on it that yeah. could do the least amount of damage right. um, if, if the card company wouldn't reverse it or whatever. Sure. So, 
Uh, man, I don't even know how we got here. What were we talking about? Uh, we got into compound effect and oh, and just kind of went down a rabbit hole from there. Hole. No, but I think that that's good. You know, again, um, all of these kinds of things. One thing that's important to you and I both is um, legacy yeah. and um, impacting those around us, which obviously includes our kids for sure uh, and our families. And so, um, when we, you know, you and I are both committed, it's it's there's not many nights where you and I aren't texting 10 30 or 11 or, or whatever, like, Hey, I just read this or, Hey, I just found this. We need to do this or we need to do that. Ideas. You know, these types of ideas to help either set our kids up for success or others around us, people that we work with. Um, and, um, that, that's one thing of many that I value in our relationship is that constant thirst for knowledge and how we could do things a little bit different. Um, I've been around smart people for a, for a very, very long time. And, and, you know, there's, there's been some things that, um, that I've learned that, you know, they've been doing for years and years and years, but I never picked up on it. And then I was like, Hey, why didn't you tell me that you were doing this type of, um, you know, charitable contribution fund that, that can grow and you can give even more to, to charitable organizations and things like that. Oh, we thought you knew. And so, um, you know, that was a big learning for me. To, or I gotta, I gotta ask more questions like, Hey, what kind of financial strategies do you have yeah. going on right now? Yeah. And it's actually really fun because once you start asking those questions, um, you know, in a lot of situations, you can turn things around pretty quickly. Yeah. You can it's turn a, things around pretty quickly. Information, man. And there's, there's so much access to information around, like, obviously relationships is huge. You got guys you can ask, but just, um, you know, there's tons of different avenues and online classes and YouTube videos and, and just so much content out there that's flying through the universe. Just make sure it's, good content it's not wrong yeah, information exactly um but uh yeah i mean absolutely i like if you're not trying to improve like that's why we text and do these things it's like why would you not want to try to improve something even just a little bit like one little thing each week or each month or each day or whatever it is by the time that compounds look at that full yeah. circle man oh, full great. circle by the time that compounds then we're 150 200 300 better than we were five years ago what was the was the saying the difference between you now and f the difference between you yeah, and five years is the people you talk to and the books you read you got man see stealing does does my heart well <laughs> <laughs> uh but that i mean that that's what it comes down to um and uh, you know, you just have to take, it doesn't have to be insane. It doesn't have to be 75 hard. You don't have to read a book every day. Like, you know, just a little bit to something to improve. You hear an idea that you think works. Say, say what you said in the meeting this morning. About knowledge? Yeah. Oh yeah. Knowledge. Everyone says that knowledge is power. It is not. Durango, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is power. You can know everything you want to know. You have access to everything you want to have access to, which we're lucky enough to live in a time that we do. Yep. But if you don't apply that knowledge, like the, the 75 hard stuff, right? Right. Okay, yeah. I know that if I lift weight, I eat better and drink water, um, drink water drink and all that kind of yeah. stuff, I'm going to be healthier. Cool. You know it. But it wasn't until you did it that there was a change. Yeah, somebody, somebody walks back in and... Uh, like you haven't changed much. Well, no, I mean I know how to do seventy five, yeah. or I know how to. It's like yeah. you know, it's it's absolutely acting on these things, and so just little piece by piece, I always try to improve my life, the people's lives here at the office. Like if we can do something better at the office that makes it easier for them, something in my kids' life that'll make their life a little easier for them later on down the road, um, 
and put this position them better. So like, yeah, all of that is, that's just the stuff that we try to do. That's cool. So we started off with talking about some of the things that we enjoy doing and, and all of that. Uh, let's end that way. Let's each, each answer the question. What's one thing you want to do in the next 12 months on the play harder side of things? Trick you into eating and do we at sausage? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that is not a good plan. Um, on the play harder side, I'm actually really looking forward to February. Um, where we're we going to Arizona. So That's going to be fun. That'll be on the play harder side. We got, uh, we're going down there to meet with our marketing people and uh, I talked to them and, and they introduced us to this place where, you can actually dogfight in, in, in jets against each other. So Adam's going to be in a jet. I'm going to be in a jet. We obviously have instructors in them with us to make sure that we hopefully don't die. Uh, but we take a class. Let's, let's, let's focus on the not die part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we take a class for a couple hours, and then we get in there, and then we actually get to dogfight each other somehow. Um, and so once I win that, which I will, Mark my words, then uh, I'm going to get out. And this I'm better gonna, not be like the go kart thing where we can tip the people in charge to have the better. Like, you are the one that tipped the people. No, I know you are the tipper. I'm just saying. Let's hope. I'm just saying. Let's hope that we can't do that with airplanes because I want. I want a fair dog fight. I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, that'll be cool. So I already took that one. So. What are you doing on your play harder side? Um, you know we've got um, we've got a couple things uh, a couple things planned, but um, I really want to. Um, I'm trying to schedule a golf trip. I, I talked earlier on you know with the kids, and I want a, a friend of mine um, has done this for years and years with his kids, where every year they get to pick a sporting event of um, of their choosing, and they fly to you know. Nebraska to go watch some team in Nebraska play the Cornhuskers. Yeah, I couldn't even. I don't know why I picked Nebraska. I don't even know a team there, but you know, we'll go down to see the the Florida Gators or whatever. Yeah, I want to do that with golf. That's what I like about. I'm a terrible golfer. Um, I do have fun with it sometimes. I don't think you're that bad. I think you're pretty good, actually. I say that because he's a little better than he's me. a terribler. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a more more terriblerly <laughs> golfer. Yeah. Um, uh, but what I want to start doing, and they don't even know this yet, um, but I've kind of thought about it and planned some things out. Like I want to, I want to say, all right, now that you know they're getting older, we're getting older. This is something that we can continue to do for years and years and years together. So, yeah. uh, we're let's let's pick a golf course somewhere in the country to go play golf together. When you guys, do and we're not going to like start off with like Pebble Beach or something like that. Like we're still going to be playing some city courses and stuff for like a while. that until we get a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's kind of, it's not golf, but that's what we've transitioned to for Christmas for our kids mm. because, like, they've got toys and stuff, and it's like they don't really need toys. And I feel like anything we buy them is just a total waste of money, yep. and they're not going to remember it. So we transitioned to trips. So, hey, we're going to take you down to Florida in the middle of winter, and we got a place with a pool. And, like, last time we just got an Airbnb with a pool. Didn't even do a bunch of stuff. But they love swimming, yep. and it was hot in the middle of winter. So um, I think the trips is awesome because those are things that your kids will remember forever. Right. They're not going to remember a pair of jeans you bought them, right. but they'll remember the time that you guys all went to whatever together. Maybe one day we will be good enough to play Pebble Beach. 
We'll see. I think uh, I think it was Burt Kreischer. He had a conversation about that. He was on a about podcast. There or something. He like took his dad to play on Pebble Beach, and his dad has like some some back issues or whatever. But oh. ended up eating a bunch of gummies. And then was so high. Oh my gosh! That he had to stop playing after three holes, and Bert was so mad because he, <laughs> he like went down there. He money. spent all this money to play Pebble Beach, and his dad got so high that he had to leave because he took his medical uh, gummies oh, or whatever. He like overdosed on them, type of deal. That's Not overdosed, but you know what I'm saying. I gotcha. uh, so cool. Well, that's cool. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, thanks so much for listening to us talk about some things that are important to us, and uh, we hope that you really take some time to think about some of the things that we talked about when, especially when it comes to the compound effect. Um, how could you apply that to your life financially, physically, mentally? Um, but it never starts. Go back to that. Knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. And it doesn't really start until you start. Take one step. Yeah. Take that first step. So be sure to like, and subscribe. Thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate you. And if anybody, um, would like to message me, I'll give you Adam's mailing address. You can send him all the andouille sausage. Andouille yet. Sorry, it's got to be andouille yet. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and just send him all. It's not going to happen. I'm kidding. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>